Main Street to Wall Street, global business celebrity and former Fortune 100 C-suite executive Jeffrey Hazlett takes you inside the good, the bad, and the ugly of businesses today. Saddle up. It's time for All Business with Jeffrey Hazlett. Their strength in numbers in today's guest is trying to use the power of the crowd to solve some of our biggest issues of all time. Christian Cataccini is the co-founder and CEO of HeroX, a crowdsourcing platform used by organizations from NASA to the NFL. And you don't just have to have an N in your name to use this company. You can be any company in the alphabet. Don't confuse crowdsourcing with crowdfunding, two different things. These groups aren't looking for money. They'll pay you for an idea and you don't have to have a PhD or be an expert. You just got to have a solution. That's what it's all about. Crowdsourcing. Christian, welcome to All Business with Jeffrey Hazlett. Thanks, Jeffrey. It's great to be here. Let's just get this out of the way first, Christian. Uh, What's the difference between crowdsourcing and crowdfunding? That's a great question. Well, crowdsourcing is a general term. Crowdfunding is kind of like you're crowdsourcing their wallets, people's wallets. Crowdsourcing is you're crowdsourcing their brain, their talent, their ingenuity, uh, their ideas, their experiences. So, you know, we're really about talent, genius, and people. I think that makes sense. I think I even own the domain friendsourcing.com because I always thought that was a good thing. You know, go to your friends and source that information, source the things. I mean, that's where you get it. You put, you know, it's like when I first started my, I, when I got my iPhone many, many, many years ago, I went to my iPhone to find, figure out what apps do I want. And there was a million apps to choose from way back then. So I just went to my friends and said, which ones should I have in these categories? And I wrote the top, you know, they gave me, you know, hundreds and hundreds and hundreds. And I just took the top three in each one and went and looked at them. And those are the ones I picked. Kind of the same thing, isn't it? Absolutely. Crowdsourcing is just an extension of what we've been doing for thousands of years, which is relying on our network, our people, our tribe to support us, help us. And, you know, we're just using technology to extend that further. Yeah. And you've been doing... You know, being a, being, a, you've been doing business for a long time. I would call you a serial entrepreneur, starting three tech companies back to back. Why did you decide to get into crowdsourcing? Good question. Well, I um, sold my last company to Dell as Dell was going private, and ended up um, you know taking a year off, doing a sabbatical, uh, being able to think a lot and and uh, meet a lot of people. And you know, I wanted to do another business, but I didn't want to just you know, just do a business. I wanted to do something that was going to make a difference in the world. And, you know, I realized um, that, you know, the internet and, and technology network effects has accelerated change. It's accelerated the rate of disruption. And every company's feeling it. Every CEO is feeling it. Every politician's feeling it. And yet we're not yet using the internet to collaborate yeah. faster and faster like we could. So I realized that this is really a moral imperative that we need a platform that's going to help the human race um, be be better collaborators and problem solvers so that we can start solving these problems faster than they're coming at us. You know, right now with COVID, I think we're seeing it more than ever. You know, I said days have become weeks, weeks have become months, months have becoming years right now. I mean, and if you can't move at that speed, you're going to just be swallowed up and eaten alive. And that's really, it's probably helping you a great deal, isn't it? 
Absolutely. Yeah. It's really raised the awareness for crowdsourcing. Crowdsourcing has been a big part of COVID-19, the response to it. We've, we have a COVID-19 dedicated page with lots of amazing innovation going on. And it's, it's really, it's knocked people on their butts. You know, um, it, it's reminded businesses that they can't rely on business as usual. They've got to be prepared to be nimble. Um, you know, I was thinking the other day that, you know, COVID really hit us six months ago. Thing about that. It's been six months. It feels months. like a lot longer, you know, yeah. Yeah. Um, this new normal, it's crazy. But this, this is, you know, I mean, COVID is a biological anomaly, but these kinds of things are going to happen to us more and more. Yeah. Again and again and again, and we have to be ready. How'd you come up with HeroX? Tell me about how does it help? What is it? What is it? And how does it help? Well, um, so the, well, so crowdsourcing is not a, a, a yeah. new idea, right? Um, there's um, a lot of, I mean, a lot of uh, futurists and a lot of tech books talk about the future, um, talk about crowdsourcing and collaboration on the internet at scale. Um, there's a great book called The Inevitable, which is the, about the 12 kind of inevitable tech trends. And like four of them are related to um, crowdsourcing and online collaboration. And I read that book and I just realized that, you know, it's inevitable, like the smartphone was inevitable, you know, but it still takes an entrepreneur and an innovator to kind of bring it to reality, to make it concrete and real. And so that's, that's, how, you know, how it started. Um, you know, the, um, the internet has disrupted the way we consume, um, you know, like the way we buy, purchase, the way we socialize, because those are decentralized marketplaces. The labor markets are centralized and controlled more, so they haven't been disrupted um, quite as quickly. And crowdsourcing is a great way for organizations to, to leverage people who don't work for them. Yeah. Hey, let's take a quick break and we'll come right back after this message. I want to find out more about HeroX and all it's doing to helping. We'll be right back. C-Suite Radio. Hey, we are back and we're live casting right here on Facebook and LinkedIn as we bring you all business with Jeffrey Hazlett with C-Suite Radio, the world's largest business podcast network. We are growing like a hockey stick, you know, in that business hockey stick of growth. We always talk about that hockey stick. I've never really been in it. I've always been the handle, never way up here uh, at the very tip. And we are doing it and it's just growing like crazy with new advertisers every single day. And not only just advertisers, like the one that just advertised here a minute ago, but also every other day we're adding a new podcast and you know, we're well over 250 and adding more and more. It's just fantastic to be able to see. So if you're looking to do a podcast, let us know. Uh, we, we want great talent in the network. And, and if you're looking to listen, you know, go look at all the lists that we have. You listen to one, listen to more. So we've got so many because there is, we're right now talking about wisdom in the crowd with Christian Cataccini. He is the co-founder and CEO of Hero X. And we're talking about uh, Hero X, the company itself. We're talking about all things crowdfunding. Let's talk a little bit about um, the name. How'd you come up with the name? Uh, so we, we started, uh, so we, we were working on the name in 2013. And by then, you know, all the pronounceable domain names were taken. Yeah. <laughs> um, and, you know, you, you want a short pronounceable domain name. So we, you know, our, our kind of um, first team, we put a spreadsheet together. We, you know, I went on the domain name, like brokerages and we looked through and, and we had keywords and we knew that, um, you know, what, what drives people to do innovation is they're following their hero's journey, right? It's purpose driven. It's not just about the prize that's offered. Right. And so we knew hero was a real key theme. So we found hero X 
Um, and it was being sold by some guy in Hong Kong for a few thousand dollars. And we, we, I went for it and, um, you know, it's turned out spectacularly well, but people love the brand. Oh, I, I totally love the name. You know, we've got the, I wrote the book last year, uh, the hero factor. We've got our hero club, which is all about purpose-driven value-driven groups of CEOs running, running businesses and putting people above profit. So novel thing, right. You know, doing the right I stuff. Know, right. Yeah. So you're yeah. helping companies from everyone from Lululemon to NASA. I mentioned that even the NFL, what are you doing for these kind of groups and how hard is it to convince these groups that they need some, maybe some input from the outside? Well, it's, it's, when we started, it was hard. Um, you know, we, we didn't, we didn't call it sales. We called it missionary work. Um, because we, you know, it was a new <laughs> yeah. brand new idea. Yeah. And, um, yeah. you know, it was like, we're, you know, you're, you're, you're promoting something that people don't even know exists. Um, in most cases, but in the last few years, the awareness has really risen. Um, and, um, you know, if you think about it, um, you know, no matter who you are, some of the smartest people work for somebody else, right? Yeah. We, we are all two clicks away from each other. So if you're an organization and you're, you know, you need innovation, you have a problem that, um, you know, you haven't gotten the best answer inside the building. It, it, it's crazy to just sit there and try to you know, call another board meeting you know, buy some post-it notes or some beanbag chairs and get creative, right? Um, you know, if you really want to think outside the box, you've got to get outside the box, right? And so there's so much talent in the world. There's so many amazing people um, who, are, who are desperate for adding more purpose and meaning to their lives. A lot of them are underemployed. A lot of them are bored. Um, they're tired of watching cat videos on Facebook. They want to make a difference in the world. So you just connecting those two things, the supply and demand and the internet allows us to, to create, you know, a structured brand safe way to, to post a challenge, a problem that you'd like ideas from to the crowd. And then they self-select, they self-select, you get the best ideas, they trickle up to you. You know, I like to say crowdsourcing is like a magnet. It's like, if you're looking for a needle in a haystack, um, the needle comes to you. It's, it's really quite brilliant. And so as we were just doing this, hundreds and hundreds of projects, um, millions and millions of dollars being um, offered out, uh, awareness is just growing. People are seeing what we're doing with people like NASA, which has been, they've been an amazing um, collaborator with us. And, um, you know, I think it's going to become a standard business tool to leverage the awesome people that you have inside by seeking genius outside at the same time. How do you make, how does someone, you said millions of dollars, how do I get my hands on that money? You have to have the right idea for the right organization. You know, they, if you think about it, it, it you, it's like in it, we're a platform for innovation bounty hunters, right? Mm -hmm. You know, uh, companies put up a bounty, right? Wanted, dead or alive, you know, <laughs> make my package greener, right? Um, how do I get a rover on Mars, right? How do we transmit power to the moon? Um, you know, how do astronauts poop in space? I mean, these, are, these are real world problems that we've solved. Um, and um, they put the bounty up, and then people who think they can solve it, they post their ideas. That's how you do it. It's promoted genius. So, like, what, like, give me an idea, Lululemon. Now, I get the poop in space thing, but what? I mean, Lululemon. Why did they have to? Did they have a like stretchy pants problem, or what was the issue? Well, with, with Lululemon, so with Lululemon, um, you know, they they are one of the um, they're an amazing brand that's that's really focused on um, neighborhood engagement through the retail outlets. You know, they don't go with 
you know, big sports, you know, brands and endorsements, yeah. but they really distribute it. So crowdsourcing for them was really brand friendly. They use that to, to reach out to their, um, their, their community, their tribe and ask them, Hey, how can we transform and revolutionize the retail experience? What's the future for our retail experience? So they're just using crowdsourcing to get ideas from their users, from the people that are using their stores. I mean, mm-hmm. it's kind of brilliant, right? And, and, and unbelievably cost effective for an organization like that, right? You know, the, the amount of, of capital they have to put forward versus the ideas they get. You know, if you went to consultants or somebody else, you know, you would blow through a lot more money um, and get, in my humble opinion, you know, a, a less prolific ideas. So that's what they were doing. I would think that they would benefit a lot from that kind of either find the, either the, the local sports to support or more importantly, even tying back to yeah. the yoga thing of courses being taught in their facility, you know, tying into the local, um, you know, uh, yoga gurus that are around the local area that really do good, good work. And by doing that, that would be a massive, massive support. And they get to find the right kinds of people, you know, in those yeah. communities. Yeah, it's a big thing. Absolutely. So I, w- I was on your website and saw the Lunar Lou product. Is it this? This is all about the the pooping in sp- space thing. Tell us about that project. Yeah, so NASA is one of our big partners. We've done dozens of projects for them, and they're a great example of crowdsourcing because they literally have rocket scientists. Right, they literally right. can ask rocket Let, scientists. Yeah, really, um, true, true rocket scientists, right? Yeah, true rocket scientists, right? And even they, you know, when they're taking tackling these tough problems, even they um, realize that they, you know, there's value in going to the power of the crowd. So they solve their problems internally. The engineers figure it out, and when they get stuck, when they feel like something insufficient, they go to crowdsourcing. Mm-hmm. And so one of the problems that they that they got stuck on was how do you do number two in space? And how do you do number two in the, on the moon, which is one sixth the gravity. So you've got, you know, uh, microgravity and lunar gravity. And how can you do both with one device, which is, if you think, if you look at the engineering, it's actually quite challenging, right? Yeah. Um, and so they, we crowd, we put that out in the crowd, um, you know, looking for, uh, for ideas and solutions. And it's been an amazing um um, amazingly successful. We've had over 20,000 uh, innovators participate, received thousands of submissions. It's currently being, uh, the submissions are being judged. We're going to be announcing um, the winners pretty soon. Um, but, um, you know, these are the types of, um, of like the, that collaboration between, you know, a group of experts who solve a lot of problems, but then when something's outside of their domain, um, go to the crowd and, and get those ideas. And, you know, the technology we've sourced in, in HeroX is going to be um, out in the, in the Apollo mission, or sorry, the Orion mission, which is going to be the next manned program that goes to the moon and Mars. Adds a whole new definition to mooning, doesn't it? I mean, it really does. It does. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, no, listen, the puns we drop on that one are... I got to imagine. I mean, it's going to be interesting to see if it has a switch, one for like orbital poo and one for yeah. moon poo. Right. You have to have yeah. like a switch back and forth because one's going to have greater suction, I'm going to imagine, than the other. A great oh, yeah. Deal. Oh, I, I know more about poo than I ever thought I needed to. You know, there's a scale. The Bristol scale is is the the scale of like how, you know, firm or, I, or soft it is. There's I'm not going to Google yeah. that. I, that's not no. something I'm going to Google, but I, I trust no. you that it's there and I'm not Googling because I don't want to see the photos. I do not. I hear you. Care. 
I hear you. But there's, a, there's a scale for everything. Hey, let's, uh, I want to talk about some unusual product, uh, other projects you've done that you've done on the pad in addition to the space toil. Let me come right back after this message. C-Suite Radio. Hey, we are back and we're broadcasting and taping all business with Jeffrey Hazel right here on C-Suite Radio. And of course, we're doing this uh, via uh, live casting on Facebook and uh, LinkedIn so that you can watch behind the scenes, see a little bit about this. And of course, I'm visiting with Christian. Um, oh man, say the last name again, Christian. I want to make sure I get it right. Cotacini, rhymes with Cotacini. Cotacini, he's the co-founder and CEO of Hero X. I wanted to make sure I get that right. I don't want to screw it up. Hey, besides the space toil, what other unusual products, uh, projects have been on the platform? Oh, so we've done hundreds of projects from everything from, you know, million, multi-million dollar um, challenges down to thousand dollar challenges, even social uh, impact type challenges. Um, so, you know, one of the one of the great ones that I, I remember was the um, sustainable living challenge that was run by the New York uh, Department of Health uh, to help, um, you know, the um, elderly citizens live independently longer. And that was targeted at colleges and universities. And, um, you know, the, we, we generated some amazing ideas, 3D printed um, grips that you could attach to spoons and brushes and knitting needles. All kinds of different projects that are out there. And so are we back? back? Yeah, you're back. You are back. There we go. We lost you for a quick second, but we're back. So we'll get you there. So, hey, let me ask you a question because, you know, you know, and this is really serious because you kind of touched on this. Many of the projects that Hero X deals with are environmental health and global challenges. Is it, that's got to be part of the mission to go beyond just the business challenges, is it? Yeah, we're a B Corp, a benefit company. So we balance off um, pro, you know, seeking profits. You know, we're a for-profit company and I'm a free market capitalist myself with the social impact that we have. And I, I believe that the, you know, the way we're really going to create a, a sustainable and vibrant economy is by balancing, um, you know, the positive impact with um, with entrepreneurship and and business, you know, um, yeah. doing good by by being good. And I think that's been really important, um, and I think it's going to become the the mode of the future because um, it's really is a win win. Hey, you, you know, you got so many ideas coming in. Is there something that's more? Important is there? Let me ask you a question. A better, better question. There's a eureka moments, I would think, and then there's those that are fit together like smaller ideas, like part of a puzzle. Which do you see more often? Oh, I believe that you know innovation is one percent inspiration and ninety nine percent perspiration. So I'm actually more excited about um, companies that that use things like crowdsourcing and just look at innovation as as an iterative incremental process. Um, you know, in, in my experiences as an entrepreneur and an innovator, you know, we, un, we undervalue the little improvements, the little innovations in a company. Um, if you create a, um, a culture of innovation where you celebrate those little incremental improvements, it's kind of like compound interest, right? You can, you can underestimate it in the short term, but it'll, it'll knock your socks off in the long term. And so listen, when, when those, um, you know, when those amazing epiphanies happen, leverage them, absolutely. But you can't count on epiphanies. So, you know, that incremental 
Um, culture of innovation, I think, is one of the most important things, whether you're crowdsourcing or not. That, I think, is super important for both individuals and organizations. Have you ever had an uh, opportunity that came up where someone wanted to solve a problem and you, you really just didn't have any good ideas yet? We, well, you know, if you think about it, um, Hero X, people are posting their, their problems that they can't solve. So that's a pretty high bar to, to, to cross. We have yeah. about a 90% success rate, right? Now, you know, there, you got to remember that if there is no failure, there is no innovation, right? Wow. Uh, innovation right. is... Failure and innovation is is just their their bedmates. You know, they they go together, um, and that's one of the reasons why it's hard to innovate internally, because most organizations internally um, they're failure averse, and it's hard to generate those crazy ideas where one out of a hundred crazy ideas ends up being a brilliant idea. You know, how do you generate that kind of you know production inside a company? It's very hard to do. Crowdsourcing, it does it brilliantly. Yeah. And you guys were a home-based company, meaning you were all working remotely before COVID hit, and you were doing it before it was cool. What kind of challenges that presented for you? Yeah, so we, we decided to, you know, eat our own breakfast um, from day one. Crowdsourcing is inherently an online uh, process, so we decided to start the company as a distributed company. Um, and you know, I've, I'm a big believer as an entrepreneur in the power of uh, strong culture, and uh, creating a company of, uh, with a culture performance, uh, a culture grounded on some shared core values, um, and really creating purpose-driven companies. So we had to figure out how do you do that, you know, without the benefit of you know being at the same place together, being able to break bread together. And you know we've we we've, we've done that really successfully. Um, I'm very proud of of how we've um, created a, an amazing team and a high performance culture. Um, and you know we're really doing a great job remotely, having never had an office. Yeah. Do you ever wish you had an office, or what lessons do you learn about building the culture? Uh, you know, remotely. Oh, yeah. yeah. Well, there's there's pros and cons to everything you decide to do, right? So you know, there's pros and cons to having an office and, you know, requiring everybody to be within commuting distance of one point on the globe. Um, there's pros and cons to being distributed. So uh, I think like everything in life, when you make a choice like that, it's important to own the pros and own the cons, right? Don't be in denial about them, but just figure them out. So, you know, obviously the ability to just those casual um, connections and the ability to, to be social after work and things like that, are things that you know we can't do easily, so we have to create structure to to um, provide those cap- those abilities. Uh, but we also get to leverage the fact that anybody on the planet can work for our company. Our our recruiting pool is a thousand times larger than any other company right. that right. needs you to commute to a point on the on the globe. So we've got a lot of advantages um, there uh, that we leverage. So you know, like anything in life. Um, you know, the only time you have to focus on your weaknesses is, is high school, right? After that, uh, what you want to do is, you know, leverage your strengths, mitigate your weaknesses, move on. Yeah, there's good and there's great and there's bad and there's ugly. Always, always. You yeah. got to, everything's like a seesaw. You push on one side, you got to give on the other. Hey, Christian, what a pleasure to have you here on the all business with Jeffrey has. It's been just absolutely wonderful. Good luck with uh, Hero X. I don't think you're going to need it. You got a gangbuster there. So congrats. Appreciate it. Yeah. Thank you, Jeffrey. It's been great to be with you. 
Hey, at the end of every show, I like to talk about what I learned. And I think it the, the key phrase was think outside the box. You got to think out the, outside the box. Hey, why does it have to be a box? Okay, think about that. You know, you want to think out the box, go reach out to other people. I love it, the fact that he's got these smart people working at NASA and all of these other places, and they're going, hey, we can't solve this, but let's go see if we can get somebody else. Or can we get a better idea? Can we find a better mousetrap? Ooh, who might build that for us, okay? And uh, they're willing to pay you pay you for these ideas. So, you know, go get signed up, go get on that, or think about even putting your own stuff on there. I don't even know how it works, but I'm, I'm excited by it. That's what I learned right here on All Business with Jeffrey Aza. Don't forget to tell your friends all about us and the C-Suite Radio Network for all those podcasts that you might want to listen to. I appreciate you very much. Thanks for listening. You're listening to All Business with Jeffrey Hazlett, brought to you by C-Suite Radio, a podcast network featuring today's top business experts and is part of the C-Suite Network, the world's most trusted network of C-Suite executives. Find this and other business podcasts on c-suiteradio.com. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.